Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your commish, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's shaking? Well, Alan, good to be back. Nice to see you again. And uh, lots to talk about. Uh, uh, mad off season. Yes, indeed. It is our off-season free agency frenzy edition. A lot has gone on in the NFL since the Super Bowl was taken by the Los Angeles Rams in their home stadium. Uh, a, a thrilling playoffs uh, followed by a great Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, uh, there were some great games, especially pretty much from the divisional onwards. Uh, there wasn't really a bad game. Um, you know, it really shows that the parity around the NFL, a lot, of, a lot of big teams, a lot of big games, a lot of high scoring, and uh, a good Super Bowl to boot. Yeah, absolutely. The um, Yeah, the wild card games didn't quite live up to the bill, but uh, yeah, divisional rounds and those, uh, those, those championship rounds were... Uh, or some trilling stuff, all right. But yes, the league year is started on uh, St. Patrick's Day, 17th of March. But man, oh man, so much went down. Not just from free agency, but trades like we have never seen in the NFL before. Yeah, I uh, don't don't recall an off season ever like this before. Usually, you get the whole build up coming into the off season. Oh, there's gonna be loads of trades. Lads are gonna go here, go there, and then like very little happens. But this year, everybody's moving. Everybody's getting paid. It's it's crazy. Absolutely, and and just like fantasy football, no one is safe. No, everyone has their price. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, everyone's on the table. Just just like my fancy football team, everyone is available for uh, for trade. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the way of it. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the names that have moved. Uh, yeah, everyone just wants to be paid, and if you're not going to pay them, there is someone out there that will. And uh, yeah, some iffy trades, then some blockbusters. We're going to get to it all. So let's head into our free agency frenzy. But let me hit you with some knowledge. All right, we're going to take it division by division and we will uh, we'll just talk. We're only going to talk offensive players. We're only going to talk from a fantasy football point of view. We're not going to get into really off-the-field stuff. Uh, I'm looking at you, Deshaun Watson. But, you know, there, there, there's a lot going on. So let's kick things off in the NFC North. Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings. Generally, pretty quiet. The Vikings do nothing from a fantasy point of view. The Detroit Lions... Signed a free agent DJ Shark wide receiver for a one-year deal. The Bears let Allen Robinson go after a disappointing enough three, four seasons. But the Green Bay Packers had some big, big 
moves. First of all, finally, Aaron Rodgers came along and uh, decided to stay with the Packers. Signed a huge deal, apparently helping out the cause and helping out the salary cap, but not enough that he let their star wide receiver, Devontae Adams, go in a trade. It's great news. It's <laughs> a fist news. in the air. A fist in the air from my co-host here. <laughs> Delighted with life in the NFC North. Yeah, look, um, it's been very quiet division, really. Uh, everyone got worse except the Lions. Uh, they are the only team that seems to have improved. Um, as you said, Rogers signed that blockbuster deal, created cap space maybe for them this year, but is literally if he plays that third year of that deal, the team's going to be crippled by then. And they're just not built to win. Now, they couldn't even keep on Adams. Apparently, they offered him a lot of money to stay, but clearly he was just fed up of, uh, of living in Green Bay and crap weather, and he wanted to go and live it up in Vegas, Derek Carr. Yeah, he sure did, and uh, it's just mind-boggling still that Aaron Rodgers signed such a deal to stay in Green Bay and to let walk Devontae Adams, also let walk uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Two of the players, apparently, he had insisted that they should be keeping. Yeah, it's 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 mad that it seems like Rodgers is has been the type of guy over the last number of years that, you know, he wants these assurances before he signs anything. And this seems to be the exact opposite of what he's been going for throughout his career and seems to have gotten nothing he wanted. Um, you know, they brought back his centre. Yay. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> really, um, they have no weapons. They have no weapons at wide receiver right now. Um, Tanyan went missing for large parts last season. He was decent the year before. They brought him back, but they're uh, they're gonna be struggling. They're lucky that the division is shit. Like, that's the yeah, only saving yeah. grace here. But if the Vikings get it together at all, do you know what I mean? They have the pieces there. They're very up and down. They lose close games all the time. If they can start winning some of them close games, they're gonna give the Packers a run for their money here in this division because the Packers got worse, and there's no question about. It. Yeah, absolutely. And the Bears, of course, with new uh, new team coaching and management there, you just don't know how things are going to change, albeit they need to get better via the draft. The Packers certainly need to uh, need to make some changes. And uh, as I see a tweet uh, during the week, someone asking uh, uh, the, the, the GM of the Packers uh, the story about their whole uh, wide receiver room, and he basically said, their current wide receiver room is going to look a lot different come opening weekend in September, but who really would want to? Can't rely on Alan Lazard and maybe Randall Cobb and uh, and these guys to uh, to get it done. Not definitely not good enough. And given that um, the talks with Adams were dragged out so long, do you know what I mean? They kind of uh, missed the missed the uh, the run of it with some of the other uh, big receiver names. Indeed, indeed. All right, we will move along. Oh, sorry, just before we 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 we, we uh, finish up there, uh, how do you think then uh, Aaron Rodgers is is going to fare fantasy wise without such weapons? We know 
He's obviously a stellar quarterback, but is he going to be able to hit the the points? Uh, you know, you you would usually expect when he doesn't have uh, the likes of Adams out there. I think he is in the because, you know what I mean. With without even without top class receivers, they're going to be able to draw plays, short slants, all this kind of stuff. He can get the ball out quick. He can move, wait for the receivers to create space. He's got two good guys behind him in in um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Both catch the ball out of the backfield. They're still gonna get some uh, get some touchdowns. Again, they're coming up particularly in division against three not so stellar defenses. So that's six games uh, out of seventeen that you know they they themselves are probably earmarking as wins. And yeah, I think he he does get the numbers. I mean, they're still gonna be a pass heavy offense. And, uh, you know, LaFleur is smart enough to draw up uh, some good plays, despite maybe a lack of talent. Indeed. Uh, Chicago Bears, uh, as we said, only Allen Robinson left. That means Darnell Mooney is the, the wide receiver one. Hard to know how he's going to work out as a wide receiver one, but certainly gets a bump. Justin Fields heading into his second year. You'd hope to see a bump. And, uh, and uh, David Montgomery could be a workhorse yeah yeah you'd expect montgomery to to pick up that uh workhorse role again um slides under the radar year by year um actually very capable running back and do you know what i mean keeps his legs pumping all the time i'm excited about mooney wish they'd brought in somebody else maybe if they weren't going to sign robinson don't know if mooney's a real standout one but really good receiver but it's it's all going to be based on uh, whether Fields can get it done now or not. Um, the O line needs work. The Bears have got markedly worse over this um, uh, on both sides of the ball over this off season, and I think it's going to be a long season to be honest. Uh, it's going to make some tough watching week on week for myself. Indeed, as I said, the Lions probably improved by bringing in DJ Shark, but a lot of. Uh... Another question mark still in that wide receiver room. Amara St. Brown, uh, Khalif Raymond, uh, guys like this, you know, uh, and still Jared Goff behind center. So probably Jared Goff's last season, if indeed they don't uh, actually take a quarterback in the first or second round in the draft. Uh, but all eyes would be back on DeAndre Swift, I, I, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I look, I like Shark and I like Amara St. Brown. Um you know, they could actually turn into a nice pair, and now Goff is definitely a liability. Uh, I would expect them to draft quarterback this year. Um, just because Goff, they're not going to repay Goff again. He's too expensive as it is, and he's going to be too expensive to even, even if you cut his salary in half, he'd be too expensive. So I'd expect them to, to draft somebody and be looking towards the future. Looking forward to uh, actually seeing them on uh, Hard Knocks. Should be a, a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be, yeah, biting kneecaps and what have you. And, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, as you said, haven't really made any moves, but still, you know, a lot of talent there. They've got uh, uh, Jefferson and Thielen as wide receivers. Uh, get Irv Smith Jr. back at tight end. And, uh, of course, Delvin Cook at running back. All those guys going to be your standard, uh, standard guys in fantasy at the top end of things. Yeah, for sure. You know, obviously uh, Jefferson probably going to be 
at least a uh, top 10 receiver, if not higher. And, you know, Dalvin's going to do his thing if he uh, can keep fit. Indeed, indeed. Okay, moving along to the NFC South, of course. Huge news at the end of the season just gone by. The GOAT, Tom Brady, announcing his retirement from the game of football. But that lasted all of about 10 weeks or so when he came back out of retirement and back to the Buccaneers. In doing so, also brought back Chris Godwin who signed a long-term deal, Leonard Fournette who signed a long-term deal. They brought in Russell Gage, wide receiver, and only lost out on O.J. Howard, the tight end, really. Uh, huge news for the Bucs, obviously, to get Brady back. Keeps them in the dance. Uh, good to lock down Fournette, who's played outstanding for them for the last year or two. And, of course, Chris Godwin, one of the top young wide receivers in the league. Uh Again, you know, they're going to be fantasy-relevant, all of them, again this year. Yeah, you'd imagine so. Uh, yeah. looked like it was going to be a real sinking ship there when Brady first retired, and none of these guys were signed yet. Um, But, look, Brady, you know, stayed at home for a while, realised, hey, this is a bit boring, I have a lot of time on my hands, maybe I'll actually go back and play again. So he came back, and uh, they got some guys to sign that line, trying to get the band back together. Um, as you said, Godwin's going to be a good option for them. Evans is still there, but uh, they've been both making it work fantasy-wise uh, for the last number of years. And, yeah, Fournette, they didn't resign Ronald Jones, so Fournette probably going to have a bigger, even bigger uh, carry load this year. Um, if he can stay fit as well, there's going to be a lot of wear and tear in the tires now by the end of the season, but he'll be set up for a good year. Uh, Russell Gage being brought in, thought it was... Uh, when Brady personally reached out for him, I don't know what Brady's been seeing in him for the last couple of years. I haven't really been seeing him myself in Atlanta, but look, it's just the third or fourth receiver for them, I suppose. They've got a lot of weapons, and uh, the NFC yeah. is not exactly loaded, so they're going to be there thereabouts at the end of the year. Yeah, and certainly the NFC South is far from loaded. The Atlanta Falcons... Traded away a long-time quarterback, Matt Ryan, and replaced him with a younger quarterback, Marcus Mariota, who really didn't uh, pull up any trees when he came into the league of Tennessee, has been uh, on the bench in Las Vegas for the last couple of years. They signed back uh, Cordero Patterson, their star from 2021, uh, which was also a big deal, but... Uh, the loss of Gage and, uh, of course, um, Calvin Ridley suspended for a year for betting on games while he was out last season. Oh, they've known to throw the ball to outside of Kyle Pitts. Yeah, uh, strange scenes in Atlanta. I mean, by far, by a stretch, it's not close. The worst roster in the league. Um, they've essentially just got worse at every position. Uh, obviously not helped again by Ridley, um, but he wanted out of there anyway, so, you know, he could have been on the move regardless, um, but they have no options, I mean, Mariota, again, as you said, didn't exactly set the world on fire when he came out of the draft, um, did alright for Vegas there when he was coming in, probably, probably the best backup in the league last year, but is he a number one starter week in, week out, I haven't seen enough to, uh, 
to lean me that way, but they're definitely uh, they're definitely in a hole and have a lot to uh, have a lot to do to dig themselves out of it. Yeah, and, and and it's not like they have a stellar running back or anything to uh, to take the burden off him. I mean, we talked about Cordell or Patterson who kind of came out of nowhere really last season, but the guys is early to mid thirties. You know, is he going to be reliable for another year? That kind of workload, and uh, you know, Mike Davis didn't work out. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough watching now if you're a Falcons fan. Yeah, they don't. They, even their uh, their protection, their O line isn't great. To um, you know, even help some of these guys out. Uh, I think Mariota's gonna be in for a long, hard season, run for his life. He's mobile, but he's gonna need to be. Uh, they're gonna be bad. They're gonna be the whipping boys of the league, I think, this year. They are, and uh, in, uh, elsewhere in the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints, of course, long time uh, coach. Sean Payton retired and uh, and left the Saints. Uh, they promoted from within. Um, they re-signed Jameis Winston as their QB. They've moved other QB, Taysom Hill, uh, back to tight end, we're hearing. Uh, of course, they get Michael Thomas back at wide receiver. But, you know, again going to be putting all their eggs in the Alvin Kamara basket. And you just have to wonder if Kamara is on that cliff edge from a fantasy yeah. point of view, certainly. I, um, I agree. Uh, Kamara actually not stellar numbers last year, despite his heaviest workload, only had four rushing touchdowns. Um, I think he is on that cliff edge. You know, it's a lot wearing tear in them tires. He, he gets a lot of touches every year since he came into the league. Carries a lot, catches a lot, gets a lot of battering, and you know without you know particular help there at quarterback, you know the days of Breeze are gone, you know the mastermind Peyton is gone there now, so play call might be as good. They're in for it's going to be a rough one. They're not too bad on defense, but and again, they're this division isn't exactly stacked outside of the box really, so. They could make a, a bit of a run at it this year, but, you know, it's hard to see if... I hope Winston gets on well, just for his own sake, but it's hard to see it. Yeah, it is, yeah. Another roster uh, uh, under pressure, and... Yeah, it's 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 hard to know. They're, yeah, as I said, I have to see if Michael Thomas is going to come back, uh, who they're going to pick up in the draft. They made a really really strange trade during the week uh, effectively moved uh, a first round a second round and a third rounder for another first rounder this year so the two first rounders this year giving up their first rounder next year and some other trades but not particularly to move up they're now at 16 and 18 rather than being a 19 so it's yeah uh, they just it, just straight up a couple of spots yeah, it made no sense to me either. I feel when I seen the trade, I actually had to check the date on it to see if it was an April Fool's type thing. Um, I really don't understand it. I, I'm like, what for what they gave up to just move up a couple of spots? Was there no one higher, like in the you know, 11, 12 that would have accepted that deal? Like, they really had their yeah. pants pulled down there, and I just don't get it. I don't. I don't know what they're going for. Like, yeah. is, are they planning another move again? It's it's strange. 
seems really strange. It is strange. It is strange. When you have the Giants and the Jets both with two picks and both inside the top 10 or, you know, the top 12, uh, yeah, it just seems it just seems a bit boggling because you don't know who's going to be left at 16, someone you want. Uh, unless they're comfortable that they're going to get a, a quarterback at 16 or something to that effect, but still it seems like a lot. Uh, but look, we'll have to wait and see. Sean Payton is gone. You know, they already made a bad decision by moving Taysom Hill to tight end. So, you know, it's just... Uh... No, they put him back in his correct positions, Alan. Um, he's not a quarterback. Never has been. Nah, well, he's a, he was he's not a tight end either. Terrible. He's more of a running back. <laughs> Go on, Jameis. That's it. And then that leaves us just with the uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers, who, uh, who didn't do anything of note uh, in free agency. Uh, from a fantasy point of view, of course, they hopefully will get Christian McCaffrey back uh, to fitness for the season to come. And if they do, he'll no doubt be at the top end of the running back spectrum. Uh, but, you know, they've got some good pass catchers out there with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. But, you know, Sam Darnold, <laughs> as predicted, probably just hasn't lived up to the deal. So whether they're going to pick a quarterback at, at six and... Uh, you know, and I hope to get someone better. Uh, again, it's going to be a tough season for them. Yeah, another team now. I'd be shocked if they don't uh, get a quarterback in one, either the first or second round. Um, I like Darnold a lot, but he's just not working out. Uh, I actually feel bad for the guy. But look, they were in a lot of talks in this off season. Apparently, they were in the Watson sweepstakes. Apparently, they've been shopping CMC. And they ended up kind of doing nothing. Nothing came to fruition. And then they just gave DJ Moore a bumper contract and are happy enough to keep going as they are. But uh, probably still second best roster in this division. Um, you know what I mean? They'll be knocking on the door. But, you know, it does, there's no prospect of uh, any time of Super Bowl or anything like that. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, we made a comment earlier, I think you said earlier, that the NFC is just uh, is just under a lot of pressure at the moment and uh, a lot of weak teams on this side. And as we move on to the next division, the NFC East, things don't seem to get any, <laughs> any much better. Yeah, into the NFC East, the Washington football team, of course, dropped the news that they have changed their name after a couple of seasons being the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, now the Washington Commanders. What do you make of that? Yeah, what well, wouldn't be my first choice now of their options. I actually was well used to them just being called Washington football team. I probably would have preferred them to just keep that, to be honest. Yeah. And much like the uh, Panthers we just talked about, they apparently called every club in the NFL wanting to trade for their uh, quarterback, including Patrick Mahomes, also Wilson, etc., uh, etc. Et you know, but uh, so fair play to them for getting out there and trying. But uh, they ended up with uh, with Carson Wentz, another Woo. kind of mind-boggling trade. Uh, the picks and stuff that they gave up for Carson Wentz after he had a pretty forgettable season in Indianapolis. 
No, that's incorrect information. He had a forgettable last game of the season. He had a very good season for Indianapolis. I'm still on Carson Wentz Hill. He's going to be a good commander. They're going to be a force this year. You heard it here first. <laughs> don't like the trade because yeah, they do give up a lot. Because they have to eat all the contract. That's why I don't like the trade. Because of what they gave up. But, no, they got their guy and they upgraded. They've upgraded a quarterback. They're going to be better this year. You are right. That is the first place I've heard it and uh, probably the last place I'll hear it as well. <laughs> no. Um, no, they'll all be no, on the bandwagon. He, You'll see. Everyone will join the bandwagon week five, week six, when they're going well. He he, he did have a forgettable final game, but he did not have a good season on. on if you want to go and check some stats, he was poor. In, in what was a really good situation. Uh, ooh. Shots fired. <laughs> they also they also re-signed uh, JC McKissick after he had agreed in theory to go to Buffalo. Decided to re-sign with the commanders at the 11th hour uh, which shot uh, Gibson's fantasy football predictions through the roof and then quickly brought them back down to earth with his uh, re-sign yeah uh, look yeah um, his thoughts oh Gibson oh could be number one first round pick now in fantasy drafts things like this no 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 McKissick is back um, he's going to catch all the passes Forget about Gibson again. He's going to be the same frustrating running back he was last year, as far as I'm concerned. That's why I was happy to trade him away. Yeah, fr- uh, frustrating to watch, all right, and uh, really not being given the opportunity you thought he was going to be given. You thought, particularly with Ron Rivera there, he was going to be a real kind of CMC-type player, but they really haven't used him in that way, and McKissick has been such a good pass catcher. Um yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, you know, tough on Gibson. Really, he's he's, he's clearly talented. Uh, on the outside, they didn't give any other help really to uh, to Terry McLaurin, uh, who's also due a uh, into the final year, going into the final year of his contract. So look for his Instagram to be scrubbed any day now. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're surely looking at another pass catcher in the draft. Yeah, you'd imagine so. They definitely need help there. Um, you know, it was kind of it was a carousel of uh, unknown guys there. Every week they kind of had someone else that was getting a few catches in a sense, and you know Logan Thomas as well kind of fell off the radar a little bit last year. But look, um, with Wentz there, if they get another receiver, uh, give a bit of help to McLaurin, take a little bit of attention away from him. You know, McLaurin's going to be uh, getting his numbers anyway. Yeah, indeed, indeed. We move along then to the Dallas Cowboys, who started off this whole free agency friendly with a trade of their own. They traded away star wide receiver Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick to the Cleveland Browns. Not wanting to pay Amari Cooper's $20 million, uh salary over the season which looks 
pretty crazy when you see Christian Kirk signed an off-season deal for about 18 million at the Jaguars. We have since seen Devontae Adams, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, and guys of that ilk uh, getting paid in the high 20s. You have to wonder how they could give up on Cooper for such a low, low amount, you know? Definitely, yeah. In in you know, in the big picture, definitely looks like a bad move. But I think it's a bad move anyway. Um, you know, Cooper's actually been very good for them, um, for the last number of years with Dak. Um, there may have been some unrest there in the locker room, which uh, helped fuel getting him out of the building. Uh, one of the quotes of the year, calling Dak the Black Kirk Cousins. I mean, let's just not forget about. <laughs> So that you know, true. That's, that, true. that could be unforgivable in Dex's eyes. I would definitely consider that unforgivable if it was said to me. Um, but uh, maybe not untrue. Um, Deck hasn't, you know, he's a really good fancy guy, but he just can't get them over that the winning mountain. You know, they uh, they're yeah. not a playoff yeah. playoff winning guy, and when it comes down to it, he's really not able to put the team on his back and carry them to carried them to any sort of a championship game or Super Bowl or anything like that. Um, they've been struggling. Yeah. And uh, I don't like them getting rid of Cooper. I think uh, Cooper's one of the best receivers in the league at the moment and may continue to be now. Yeah, indeed. Uh, of course, they're crippled by the poor decision of paying uh, Ezekiel Elliott so much money and he apparently has hit the cliff and was outplayed completely by Tony Pollard uh, there last year but you know they're stuck with his uh, with his uh, his contract and that's led to Cooper going out the door and it's uh, from a fantasy point of view you don't know if that now bumps up CD Lamb to a wide receiver one Michael Gallup of course tore his ACL and he'll come back uh, signed a long term deal with the Cowboys but obviously going to be out for a while um, the backfield is a mire Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, sharing snaps. Pollard doing better than Zeke, but Zeke's such a big name at this point. Cowboys are quickly becoming a fantasy grey zone. Yeah, uh, it's hard to know. I do definitely re, uh, really like them re-signing Michael Gallup if he comes back uh, fully fit. Definitely going to be uh, probably... Uh, and under the radar, really good weapon for them. Um, under the radar in fancy terms, you know, it's probably going to be a good value. He's uh, he's really good on the sideline. Always knows where he is. Always gets his toes in. Uh, really like Gallup. C D Lamb. Think yeah, he's maybe a bit bloated. Uh, went missing for long stretches of last year, including most of the second half of last season. Um. Definitely some of the other younger receivers around the league I would have over him, like Sir Jefferson and Chase. But, uh, yeah, the backfield. Look, Zeke was definitely carrying uh, a bad knee there for a lot of, if not all, of last season. You could see it even even make a run. He gets to the sideline, and all of a sudden he's hobbling. Um, but, yeah, when Pollard was getting his opportunities, he was hugely explosive. But uh, hard to know where where you would draft them in fantasy or who you would draft first or you know Zeke definitely has the name but uh Potter is probably creeping up some people's boards yeah no doubt he is no doubt he is but yeah Cowboys 
uh, under pressured air. And you're right about C.D. Lamb being, uh, you know, being off the boil as season went on. And, you know, and that's probably why Porrick kept him on his bench all season, you know? Yeah, uh, Porrick probably doing the right thing. A complete mastermind from Porrick. And, you know, didn't he didn't bow to when C.D. Lamb had a good week. Didn't bow to that pressure. No, staying on the bench. <laughs> didn't flinch. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere in the NFC East, we have uh, two more clubs, the um, New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, both of which really did nothing of note uh, from a fantasy point of view. Um, no one really uh, kind of in or out. Evan Ingram, the tight end, left the Giants, uh, but he wasn't really playing outside of his stellar rookie year, hasn't done much. Uh, Sterling Shepard coming back off an injury again, another guy who has taken less money to re-sign with them, uh, really doesn't do much from a fantasy point of view. And the Eagles, uh, much the same. No one kind of in and out. They did make a play, a uh, possible trade for Calvin Ridley in the offseason, only for that trade to be pulled uh, due to Ridley's uh, upcoming suspension. Uh, so they're obviously trying to be aggressive. There's two first-round picks. No doubt they might take in another pass catcher alongside Devonta Smith. But uh, Giants, again, poor, poorly run for the last few years. New management in there now, but nothing to work with. Sick on Barkley, perhaps. Uh, outside of that, it's not looking great. And, and, and the Eagles, same. Yeah, look, the Giants just killed by their cap space. I mean, it, it's six or seven of their players collectively take up 60 odd percent of their whole cap um which you know is not good and especially when you get a new team of guys in 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 management positions there's nothing you can do they literally they literally can't get into the free agency market because the price is too high they just can't come in and offer anyone anything because they're only wasting their own time um it's going to be a long another long couple of years for for giants fans um because it's going to take time to to rebuild this uh i would hope barkley comes back you know was able to stay fit and, and play as well he's just really exciting to watch um on his day arguably the best running back in the league i, I really i really do think that the eagles on the other hand definitely they've been trying to be aggressive but not too aggressive made some good uh, pick moves so looks like they're gonna uh, pick up some nice players in the draft and probably gonna look a lot better after the after the uh, the NFL draft indeed indeed so as we've looked at all the crap of the NFC we move on to the NFC best the NFC West stacked with teams including the 2021 Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. Of course, lost Odell Beckham Jr. to a torn ACL in the Super Bowl. He is now a free agent after being out, but he's been replaced by Alan Robinson, who becomes a really intriguing fantasy uh, wide receiver. And the guy has been proven to be a quality receiver in the past without playing with a single decent QB in his entire career. And now as Matt Stafford slinging him the rock. Could be tasty. Yeah, uh could be could be very good. Um 
led is I have him and it's now become our stupid hard decision whether to keep him or not. <laughs> but yeah, look, playing with the best quarterback he's had since he was in high school, uh, by all reports. Um so definitely definitely intriguing for Alan Robinson, delighted for him, uh, in a sense that you know, he is really good. And if he can stay fit, he's had some niggly injuries over the last uh, year and a half in particular. If he can stay fit, um, you know, could really find that uh, that big season or two and really get himself a big payday. But yeah, yeah, especially with the Rams, they seem to be uh, a, a money pit for, for anyone who wants to go there. They can sign everybody and <laughs> it seems to be all gravy there. Now they let Robert Woods go. Um probably going to hurt their run game a little bit uh, definitely one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league um, but by all accounts they've left enough money to potentially sign OBJ again so the story isn't over there the story isn't finished no it isn't now they're obviously going to wait to see uh, how they get back and speaking of the running game of course we had the miraculous story at the end of last season that Cam Akers came back from the torn Achilles after just five months and played in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl didn't play particularly great his yards per carry was not uh, not great Sonny Michel came in probably to uh, to uh, a more impactful point but Michel was out of contract and he hasn't been re-signed so it's now Cam Akers and, uh, and, and, and Henderson back there um, we could see more from Cam Akers yeah, um, absolutely retarded that he was back after five months. And do you know what I mean? To even be in full contact training, never mind playing in a Super Bowl. I mean, it's uh, it's it's the joke, really, how how that's possible. And look, we probably saw a bit of how it was possible in that he wasn't, you know, up to the scratch cam makers we've seen before he got injured. But, you know what I mean? They won a Super Bowl with him kind of blown off the cobwebs. He could be a, a real stud going into next year. Um, if they do bring in another running back, could get a little muddly fancy-wise with Henderson and the third guy there. But uh, no, I'd expect to, to see Cam Akers at full steam ahead next year with um, Henderson, you know, getting a smaller percentage of snaps. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't uh, re-signed Sonny Michel, actually. Yeah. Uh, I thought he played really well for them since he signed. And I thought, as I said, it was really impactful during the playoffs. And I just thought, I think they're definitely going to sign somebody. You can't you can't rely on Cam Akers and that injury. You know what I mean? He's going to have to be rotated. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I I find it hard to believe he'll be a, a, an RB1 this season, particularly with the rotation, you know. But, yeah, look. You never know, but uh, I'd be surprised if yeah, Michelle or someone. Like that. Yeah, Acres, Acres, and Henderson are actually pretty similar in their style of play as well. Whereas Sony Michelle was that little more that punch you in the face, power back, and uh, they're definitely going to need one, uh, especially uh, in and around the goal lines and things like that. So I would be uh, wouldn't be surprised for them to sign someone else, uh, myself as well. Yeah, indeed. We move on then to the Seattle Seahawks. 
And they made a huge trade in the offseason, trading away longtime elite QB, Russell Wilson. He went on to the Denver Broncos. In return, they took Drew Locke, who's now going to battle it out with some guy for the number one spot. And probably lose. The number one QB spot, yeah. Um, which just has huge impact from a fantasy point of view uh, for both Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, and I would say probably to Tyler Lockett more so, given he's the deep man and, uh, you know, DK, you can put him anywhere and he's going he's gonna to contest and catch the ball. But uh, I just fear for Lockett if they don't, uh, if they don't sign someone better. It's uh, the only way I can put it is I want no part of anyone on this team right now, fantasy wise. They don't have a quarterback. If they're going to go forward with Drew Locke, I mean, pack it in now. Just fold the franchise and just you know start somewhere else because you're at nothing. He's the worst. He when he any time he played for Denver, he was the worst quarterback in the league by a distance, not close. Drew Locke is bad. They're going to be bad if he's their starter. I don't have any part of anyone on this team. Nothing. Yeah. No, it is tough. It is tough. And uh, they pick now at number nine. They're in prime spot to take QB. But as we said, you know, Pete Carroll is in his early 70s. Is he really the man in charge for rebuild, new quarterback? I just thought he should have went uh, in the offseason. Even if they got rid of Wilson or not, I just thought... Uh, they are so far behind in this division now, uh, even before the Wilson trade, that um, that I thought I thought it was Pete Carroll's time to move, but uh, evidently not. They, They're sticking with Pete. That should have been the that should have been the first decision they made, because it's not that he's old; it's that he's not moving with the times. You know, there's other yeah. old coaches, and they're moving. They're more progressive in changing things up and moving with how the league has moved you know it's more passing now um it's more about offense and he's real p carroll is real old school and he really hasn't progressed with the league and it's really starting to tell now which is their biggest issue and with him there them trying to rebuild they're going to be at nothing they're going to be at nothing yeah, indeed. They re-signed Rashad Penny, uh, running back, after he had an unbelievable final month or so of the season. Um, uh, and, I, and we'll probably get Chris Carson back from uh, injury as well, which just kind of muddies their backfield as well from a fantasy point of view. So, as you're rightly saying, you probably don't really want anything anything to do with, uh, with the Seahawks from a fantasy uh, point of view going forward. No, they're uh, no none of these uh, running backs. No, they have no pass protection. We move on. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah. Uh, on to the Arizona Cardinals, who had the first Instagram moment of the off season with Kyler Murray scrubbing his Instagram of all Cardinals related paraphernalia and uh, basically seeking to be paid like. He's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, which he has uh, 
certainly proved he is not so far in his NFL career uh, a decent quarter, uh, above average quarterback, I suppose, better with his feet than probably with his arm, uh, but hardly, hardly uh, deserving of a forty-five to fifty million dollar contract uh, per year. Uh, the Cardinals didn't do anything in free agency. AJ Green is a free agent. Christian Kirk got sent away, uh, but didn't really add anything to it. They'll get Nook Hopkins back, but Nook is heading for 30 now. And uh, a lot of question marks about this Cardinals team. Yeah, uh, pretty much just got worse in general, to be fair. As you said about uh, Kyler Murray, really, really good quarterback. But again, displaying the traits that we spoke about Dak earlier doesn't seem to be able to put this team on his back when they need him to. So really not that upper echelon of quarterback like a Mahomes or Josh Allen. These guys really able to be, can pull their team through the dark days and get those close wins. But uh, yeah, definitely Kyler doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, does rely on his running. And we've seen in games not trust himself to run the ball through to injuries he's picked up. So yeah, um, They've definitely gotten worse and also lost Chase Edmonds in the backfield, re-signed James Conner, uh, which was due, due for Conner. He's, he's done really well. Um, any chance he's got, anytime he gets the ball, it looks like he might make something happen. Um, definitely would like to have him in fancy-wise, but, you know, not much going on in this receiver room, maybe. They got they did get a, that nice tight end there last year, Zach Ertz. Yeah, yeah, and the archery side, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, they, uh, James Conner had a great season. Chase Edmonds was a little unlucky with injury, but when he played, he played well. Um, and yeah, I, I, they'll probably bring in someone else to help with Conner. But yeah, it's a, they, they've certainly got worse as well. Um. And then finally, with the San Francisco 49ers, from a fantasy point of view, it didn't do much either. No one really in or out. Raheem Mustard was out of contract. He's gone on to Miami, but Elijah Mitchell, obviously, they found last year, uh, will lead the backfield uh, with Trey Sermon getting another shot after he was drafted last season as well. Um Debo Samuel, of course, this week scrubbed his Instagram and uh, is looking to be paid as rightly he should, uh, being uh, one of the top receivers and running backs and wide back or whatever he calls himself uh, uh, over the last season. But again, he's had his injury issues. Um, yeah, it's hard to know where where that's all going to settle. Will he be traded or, or will they re-sign him long term? I'd like to see him sign long term, obviously, being a fan, but uh, yeah, it's hard uh, to know. Jimmy G. They should be re signing him, Al. I mean, I mean, Ayuk's done okay since he came in. Obviously, they have Kittle there, but in terms of other pass catchers, not much now to be shaking a stick at there. They need Debo. If, yeah, if he's absolutely. looking for money, they're going to have to pay him. And. Do you know what I mean? They still don't. Doesn't seem. No one seems to know what they're doing at quarterback either, which is. No, they not don't. Good. I was just going to say that Jimmy Jimmy G is obviously still there. Had to had to undergo a bit of surgery after the season, which uh, scuppered uh, their their tradeability for him. So he's sitting there with a year to go on his uh, on his deal. Uh, Trey Lance, 
nobody knows. There's so many words saying, oh, he's the real deal. Another word saying, no, he's not. He's not ready. I I personally was delighted that they let him sit for the year. I wanted him to sit, get acclimatized to the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so the word the words coming out saying they didn't play him because he wasn't ready. Uh, I, I I don't think that's true. Jimmy G was perfectly serviceable for what the 49ers were trying to do, and were a play away from going to the Super Bowl. So I mean, you can't uh, you can't argue with uh, with the way the season turned out for the 49ers uh, under Jimmy G. And uh, you know, if if they're going to keep him for another year, then so be it. But uh, I think he plays backup if that's the case. They have to throw Trey Lance in at this point and uh, and see what's what. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, with sitting Lance for a year. Um, you know, uh, if more teams did that, they actually might go better long term. Um, I was happy enough for Fields to sit as much as he did. I would have even preferred him to sit more last year. Um, but as the old saying goes, Alan, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. So that needs to be sorted yeah. out, and it needs yeah. to be sorted out quick. The guy needs to, they both guys need to know who's the one and who's going to be taking the snaps. You don't want to be going Absolutely. into, you know, I know it's still early in the off season, but you don't want to be going into your training camp in July not knowing. It needs to be set in stone before then. And if that means moving Jimmy G... Then moving. Apparently, they had a second yeah. round pick on the table offer for him that they turned down. I think that's horse shit, because yeah, they definitely would have accepted that. that. If that Lance is, is the guy, believe, they would have accepted it. Of course, of course, so. second round pick, yeah, and that's all they gave up to get him. That would have been ideal. Got too soon, or yeah, two NFC Championship games with him uh, for a second round pick. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, look, if Trey Lance is everything you think he's going to be, he's going to be a stellar um, fantasy piece. But if he's not, he's going to be tough to carry. And uh, if he's not, you have to then worry about the fantasy of, of Ayuk and Samuel and uh, Kittle. Um, yeah. But no doubt the run game, run game is going to be strong. Elijah Mitchell and uh, Trey Sermon there. You know, in line yeah. for for a workload yeah. anyway. 100%. If if Lance is a starter, I want him. If he's not, I don't want him at all. <laughs> because if he's not the starter, yeah. then they don't think he's good enough. If he's the starter, I want him because he's going to be good. Because he's going to be running. You yeah. know what I mean? There's going to be a lot yeah, of screen passes, slants, all that. They can make it work with his arm, but he's going to be running. But if they don't want him to start this year then I don't want anything to do with him because they don't think he's good enough. Indeed. Indeed. All right. That wraps up our review of the NFC free agency frenzy. So we'll hit you up with a second episode to look at the AFC, which my, oh my, is a lot to talk about. A lot of movement. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.